2: You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Moretz and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cavs Steward. as the countdown is on. We are now 48 uh, hours away from a full slate of Major League uh, Baseball, but we've got an appetizer on deck on Thursday night. Uh, we're going to be uh, breaking it down. More Major League uh, Baseball future talk. Uh, UFC. We've got a great card, actually. Uh, very violent uh, card, man. You've got Till and Whitaker uh, throwing bombs. That's going to be electric. LouGamblew.com will step up and in and kick it uh, with us. Carmine uh, returns. Carmine <laughs> Bianco returns to Love the program. It. Love we to Carmine. talk some MLS uh, soccer as we nailed another uh, under uh, this morning. And I'll tell you what, guys. These, uh, you know, the 9 o'clock uh, games, they're not, the, um, they're not the best as far as, like, you know, for fans, especially for those of us on the West Coast, 6 a.m., uh, but they're turning uh, out to be pretty profitable. For the betters, as the uh, morning games guys are averaging like one point six goals per game, the night games are averaging three point one. There really is that much of a difference. They're doubling up uh, basically at nighttime. It's that hot. They don't like playing in the morning. We hammered the under this morning. We cashed another ticket. Uh, we're on a little bit of an MLS roll right now. Carmine uh, Bianco will step up and in and uh, join us, and we're gonna we're gonna heap glory. On the Montreal Impact, Cam, who somehow advanced into the next round, unbelievable! Can't believe the Impact a... <laughs> stepped up last night. <laughs> yeah, here's me. Oh, I, I can't
0: believe the price uh, with DC United. Oh, I, me was, too. They, they I'm like, they're trying to give away. They're trying to give away money. It's, yeah, and then we're sitting there going, yeah. I, I books never give away money, Gabe. But Cam, should, all the sharps hit Montreal.
2: Better. There was wow, like Montreal well, money yeah. pouring in late. I guess. I, smarter, guess like, I guess I'm. Listen. I guess I'm dull. <laughs> I didn't take DC United. I took both teams to score. And if you would have told yeah. me before the match, Cam, if I would have told you, I'm betting both teams to score and Montreal scores in the first half, be like, God, it bets a lock. Montreal will give up three yeah. goals. Like exactly. Montreal pitched a shutout, guys. Like that, that's like basically uh, um, like that's basically like Josh Towers pitching a shutout. <laughs> uh, or Towers. great, we're reference. going back Never, <laughs> Yeah, we're like,
0: all the young guys. Like, who the hell is Josh Towers anyway? know, one of the worst pitchers ever in baseball. I pitch for the. I don't want to pick on him, but I don't know if yeah, you remember. He but
2: he went like 17 straight starts where he lost. Yeah, and it yeah. was like God. Like the the guy's got to be like you know like he's got to be cut <laughs> or sent down. But they just keep rolling him out there. He literally yeah, lost too. like 14 straight starts or something like that. You know what? Let's take a shot at. You know what's funny actually about Josh Towers? When I was um when I, I I interviewed him when he was on the Blue Jays, I interviewed him as a player, just as a member of the the baseball media. And the guy like could not have been a bigger jerk. Like you would have really? thought that he like he thought like he was Roger Clemens, bro. Like he you know what I mean? Like he could not have been a bigger jerk. But I don't know if he's from Vegas. I think he is. He's friends with Dana White, and the oh. UFC, <laughs> and 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 my boy Frank Trigg and everybody. Oh. So I met him in a social setting. I hosted a show with Frank Trigg. He's like, oh, I want to introduce him yeah. to my good friend Josh. I'm like, Josh. oh, I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> Josh Towers. I'm like, oh. hey, Josh. and uh, I said we've actually met before. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. well, where, where? I said, why? when you were a big league player. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. He had no idea, whatever, no idea. And he was the super <laughs> coolest guy ever. So it goes to show, like, you know, you just sort of become a jerk when you're a big league player, and when you're retired, you're not. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, comes, it comes with the job to be a jerk. All right, we want to uh, welcome all of our radio affiliates on Game Time Decisions. I am Arenci. The countdown is on uh, right now. We've got a couple of baseball games. A little more than 24 hours away, 48 hours away from a full slate, a full schedule. We've got a couple of more games. MLS, it's Wednesday, so it means uh, we've got golf picks, 3M Open, um, yep. with the Raging Redhead Cam. Stewart Lou will join us from Arizona. We're going to talk some UFC. We've got a lot of picks on the program uh, today. And um, we've got breaking news as well. John Heyman. Uh, reports uh, major league baseball and the union are re-engaging on the possibility of an expanded playoffs for this season has to be done before first pitch 25 hours from now, but there seems to be optimism. Um, They want to go from 10, uh, 10 teams to, uh, to 16 teams. As you know, uh, evidently it's only taken a week uh, for all of their collective greed to kick in uh, once exactly. again. <laughs> I even play a damn game. It's like, come on, guys. No, no, it's like, <laughs> you guys haven't played 60s. one game. <laughs> you have sick. one team that doesn't even have a city to play exactly. in. And you guys are talking about expansion now. <laughs>
3: oh, and, oh, yeah,
2: geez. Mookie Betts got, like, $382 million or something, which is interesting because you guys just spent the last three months telling us about how you have no money, and this sport doesn't make any money. Oh, suddenly, suddenly it makes money, Right. Suddenly, now listen, Cam, whatever, dude, you can't do this, all right? You can't change the playoff format an hour before the season starts. Oh, i Like, this you. is some, like, fantasy football league stuff, bro. No, 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 no. More than four teams in the playoffs. Like, what the hell are they doing? What kind of Bush League operation are they running? Think about all the playoff props out there. People who play playoff props. Is it 10 teams or 16 teams?
0: Excellent point. That's so that's so good. Hey, if it's 16, you, you, I can tell you one thing your bets look a hell of a lot better. You might be able to. Well, they're just going to void it probably. A few more. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Uh, another.
2: The V word. Yeah. Everything's I, I been a waste of time, camp. That's my whole point. Like everything <laughs> all, It's like, so how many of you guys played 10, 16? I don't know. Like. I expect them to announce the Montreal Expos get a franchise starting next week. Like they're in. That'd be great. Their first game's Monday. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in. (laughs) So the Blue Jays. Yeah. The Blue Jays basically are like a team. They're, you know, so they were supposed to play in Toronto. They get the boot. Then they go to Pittsburgh. They get the boot. boot. Game time decisions continues. (laughs) Game time decision continues. I am Arantz. So we're throwing it down with a raging redhead cat. Stuart Lou LouGambleu.com. We need to talk. Uh, we'll join us. We're going <laughs> to talk some uh, UFC uh, with uh, Lou Carmine. Uh, Bianco will step up. But then We're going to get a little MLS a little bit uh, later on. Really enjoying uh, the MLS, except, uh, you know, now baseball is around the corner, and uh, now the baseball is uh, back. We're not going to talk about golf anymore. We're done betting on golf. Cab's done with golf. Uh, he's moving on. Um, you know what? I could just see it now, Cam. I could just imagine like, uh, I don't know, like two weeks from now, you're going to be like, I don't know why I even started betting on baseball. I was having a great <laughs> summer. I was jolly betting on golf and soccer and it was great. I was up money and it was great. People, I have a
3: people fe- always. I feel like a feeling
0: that
2: could that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's I, that sounds very realistic. Like, listen, I'm being you know, honest. I'm predicting the future. Oh, I've i have gotten better with baseball <laughs> over the last couple of years. As I've gotten, I'm being honest. Like I used to be reckless with baseball. Like I really gotten to be, be a better baseball better. But I'm not gonna lie. Like every couple of summers, man. Sometimes by July, I'm like, God, I hate baseball. Like I've uh, I've lost like eighteen thousand dollars, you know I'm down. Like I have no mm-hmm. money, and I'm like I've got no bankroll for the football season now because Worst I lost dealing. all my money betting this stupid oh, sport, baseball, it's blown it's leads, horrible. bullpens, collapses, <laughs> and everyone's hey baseball's back. So yeah, talk to me in two weeks. All right, let's see how happy you are. Baseball is back, but hey, baseball's back. Yeah, we no got to right. stick to our always- guns, Cam. Underdogs, what was, what was, underdogs 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 yeah what what is
0: it uh, hope springs eternal uh that that seems to be the line well yeah we'll see after a couple of weeks if we have that positive attitude but yeah golf's been good to us and Hey, Gabe, I actually uh, took Sporting uh, KC too. Yeah, the morning game actually worked out. You're right. Like, I got to be very careful with baseball because, especially when you have a couple drinks with baseball, there's so many games and all the things you do. And then you look at your account and go, oh, well, yeah, you feel sick. Like, you got to, you're right. You got to really take baby steps with baseball. Baseball is a sport that can get a gambler into big trouble. And we and you have both Quickly. been there. Yeah, bankroll's cooked early. Yeah, I don't want that to happen.
2: Yeah, but, oh yeah, baseball. Baseball is the sport where people and um you know, we're going to we're going to say this just for um for newer gamblers. Yes. Younger uh our younger audience out here right now. People have ended up in the Hudson, all right? Like dead. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Like people like have got like, for, like, for baseball our, new viewers, bats, like our new viewers and
0: listeners. Yeah, yeah, you like that? You like, that? If you,
2: if you, if you bet baseball
0: recklessly, you could be dead
2: in a river. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you like, could be- oh, yeah, like people that like famed, I'm telling you. There's there's guys uh, named Frankie, all right, that haven't been seen in uh, six years, yeah, whose yeah, famous last true. words to their buddy. They're they're gonna and they ask their, you know, they're asking like Frankie's friends. So when was the last time you saw Frankie? Well, I saw him at the sports bar and the Yankees were on like a seven-game losing streak. And he said, there's no way. They'll be like, what's the last thing Frankie said to you? Like they always track like, they Trace, what what was he talking about? What did he say? He'd be like, well, he was talking about how there's no way in hell the Yankees can lose for the seventh uh, consecutive time. (laughs) Hey, I don't want to get too like sinister here. Oh, I, know. I don't want to get too sinister here, but I remember I saw an article, and it said like how the Buffalo Bills were like partly responsible for the Oklahoma City bombing. And being a Buffalo Bill fan, I was like, well, "What the hell, are you guys oh, talking? About? Yeah, little, 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 little hard, right? Little harsh? Right, yeah, come on, you can blame us for choking, but you had to call us out now, yeah. like."
0: Yeah, no, for, like, acts of disaster and terrorism? Come on
2: now. <laughs> I read the story. Timothy McVeigh was a diehard Buffalo Bill fan. Typical. He put all of his money on the Buffalo Bills to beat the Washington Redskins oh, in the Super God. Bowl. What a disaster. Saying there's no way they lose back-to-back Super Bowls. The dude used to go to games. Like, he lived for the Bills. The Bills losing that second Super Bowl, he lost all his money. He was disgruntled about the government and everything. It wasn't just the Super Bowl, but it didn't help. I'm just saying, it's so you're, saying, no. you're saying You're I'm saying you're saying he's a better you, bomb yes, maker like than it's, gambler. This, it's this part. Is it's part of like the FBI, like like uh, profile like where what went wrong what happened whatever man he went to he went to he was a, he went to Iraq he came back he was disgruntled his life wasn't going well his favorite football team kept choking in the Super Bowl and mm. uh dude just ended up losing it so i'm just telling you people i've seen it i've been there and i i've seen it and i use the yankees as an example because i i remember going back years randy guys. johnson yeah those the randy john yeah i'm the guy I'm the guy. I know guys. I remember in the Randy Johnson era, man. the Yankees, like you know they had Clemens and John, like they they had everybody, right? They used to be like minus three hundred every day. Oh and man, I'm dude, they got like swept by the Detroit Tigers camp, and the like, Rings, I remember, too. man, and like it was like following like they then they lost to like the Tigers or something. like mm. it was like, nah, there's no way in hell they're gonna get swept by the White Sox. And then they did, <laughs> and then it was like they did. They lost like five in a row, and basically it destroyed people because people like baseball betting guys. What do, you, what, do you, what do they call that? The uh, was it the Martindale uh, the Martindale uh, system? Like you know, rich people just double up uh, at blackjack and poker. Can they just try to yep. keep going in? But <laughs> they're like, well, whatever. I'll eventually win. You keep going. You had a Martindale uh, system. The Martindale system doesn't work. All right, no, unless you're like um, I don't know, like Michael Jordan, and you've got like two billion dollars. The Martindale system, as I stated, you end up swimming with the fishes in the Hudson. All right, we're just we're just warning you right now. Tread care, tread cautiously. Look at underdogs. And all that being stated, how the hell do you not like the Yankees and Dodgers tomorrow? Yeah. Both favorites. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cue, cue
0: the tape. Oh, this is the can't-miss two-game baseball parlay. Uh, what, a parlay. what a parlay, parlay is. that is. Dodge, Dodgers oh, and Yankees. Oh, God, can't help loose. us. It's a not of baseball, and we're already talking public parlays.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. You got Garrett Cole and Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's a disaster. Dude, no, I'm not doing it. Every, every really sports book stuff. in the world, every yeah. sports book in the world is going to be praying that the, that the Nationals and the Giants both win somehow. And they're going to win like $88 million in the first oh, night. For sure. Yeah, first day. Like, that's gonna be, like you know, I believe this. Dude, the Yankee number just keeps climbing, climbing, <laughs> climbing, <laughs> climbing. Uh, Where where are we at now? Oh, you know what? It got up to 138 at FanDuel. Mm. It's down to 130 uh, right now. Garrett Cole versus Scherzer. Uh, Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Dodger uh, numbers up to 310 right now. Up to 310. I know you can. I know you're going to be tempted by those San Francisco Giants.
0: I am. I'm very tempted. That's a huge number for the first game of the year, but I don't know, man, going against the Dodgers. I'll tell you one thing, both favorites aren't winning. One of them got going to lose. It's going to bust the parlay up, and uh, it's going to be disaster day one. Gabe, how many times? Like, this is not our first rodeo. We've seen this movie before. Be very careful. There's no locks. Every lock has a key. I know you got a big shoe. Your shoe into the night. Well, you know, sometimes the shoe slips off the foot. That's the problem. Got to. I'm not ready to
2: take the shoe off right now. I'm not. The shoe doesn't come off when Max Scherzer's pitching on the other team. (laughs) (laughs) For the record, the parlay pays plus one thirty four.
0: Oh, intriguing, intriguing. (laughs) Plus money. (sighs) Yeah, at least you don't got to pay juice on it. Going both, both taking so both we, favorites uh, singly—that's stupid.
2: Look, we'll, one of them we'll recap our Pick Six uh, challenge to get into all the six. Uh, if you want life-changing money, all you got to do is yes. pick uh, all six. Uh, it's not a contest. We're not giving you anything. You got to put your own money in, and you got to yeah, bet it yourself. Yeah, we, but it's the Pick exactly. Six challenge. Change your life. Make improve your life.
0: Your account, your money. Don't ask us for any. We got our own program. Yeah, yeah, it's not like,
2: oh. Yeah, it's not like the <laughs> oh, give pick us six some money. challenge. Oh, really? Where, <laughs> yeah, it's not like yeah. where, like, you tell us the picks and we give you something. No, no, no. You've got to put the picks in yourself. Uh, Ricky Sanders joined me on Sports Rage Late Night, like uh, Cam will tonight. Um, yes. Uh, his pick six challenge, oh, boy, his odds, Cam. His odds? 700? 560 to 1. Ricky's not allergic to (laughs) penicillin or peanuts. Ricky's allergic to chalk.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Pam Stewart with your Sports
0: Grid news and betting update. You want the edge, get on the grid. Mookie getting paid. The Dodgers and outfielder Mookie Betts came to turns on a $365 million deal over 12 years. When all is said and done, Betts is going to make $392 million over the next 13 years in L.A. Now the second highest player in Major League Baseball behind only Mike Trout of the Angels. Before his trade to the Dodgers, Betts reportedly turned down a 10-year, $300 million extension with the Red Sox. In six years, a 27-year-old hitting a career 301, 139 dingers, uh, 470 doubles, and 126 steals. Betts four-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, and the 2018 AL MVP. MLB also discussing expanding the playoff format from 10 to 16 teams. Stay tuned. The Blue Jays looking for a home. Pennsylvania Department of Health announcing it will not allow the Jays to play their home games at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. The reason? An uptick in COVID-19 cases in the the area. Alternate sites still include Buffalo, Oriole Park in Baltimore and the spring training site in Dunedin, Florida. The Mets have released Melky Cabrera and signed former all-star second baseman Brian Dozier today. All fans attending NFL games during the 2020 season must wear face coverings. The league is now allowing each team to determine its own policy regarding attendance in accordance with local COVID-19 guidelines. The Minnesota Vikings finalizing a multi-year extension with coach Mike Zimmer. Zimmer led the Vikes since 2014 and he was entering the final year of his deal. The 64-year-old has led Minnesota to the postseason of three of his six years in charge, including two NFC North titles. The U.S. State Department Inspector General investigated allegations of racist and sexist remarks made by New York Jets co-owner Woody Johnson to his staff, as well as attempts by Johnson to use his position as a U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom to benefit Donald Trump's personal business interests. Jet safety Jamal Adams condemning Johnson today, saying wrong is wrong. Buffalo Bills defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, charges of Driving while intoxicated and unlawful carrying of a weapon dropped today. Zion Williamson testing positive, uh, negative for COVID-19. Still no timetable his re- for his return to the Orlando bubble. His quarantine period will only be four days if he continues to test negative on a daily basis. Hockey, the Flyers assign Oscar Lindblom to a three-year extension worth $9 million. He was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer back in December. The New York Islanders' future home now has a name. The Belmont Park building will be called UBS Arena. The Swiss investment bank and financial services company secured an executive 20 20- year naming rights deal. MLS we got a final. Sporting KC getting it done with a 2-0 win. They advance. So does Salt Lake City despite the loss. 8 o'clock. FC Cincinnati and the Red Bulls. 10-30. We got Chicago and Minnesota. Grape and I, Gabe and I will break down all the betting lines for these games. Big games in the EPL too. Crazy one. Liverpool beating Chelsea 5-3 the final. Manchester United and West Ham played to a 1-1 draw. Golf British Masters. Scotland's David Law leads minus 7 after one round. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to Gabe Morenci on Game Time Decisions on Sporting Sports Grid. Gabe, when me and you met each other, these guys were fighting. (laughs) And that tells you like the fight game's not easy either. So think about that. You're getting your head beaten in on a regular basis and you're still fighting. You're right. Like, I'm looking at the ages of some of these guys. Holy jeez. I gotta hand it to them. That's the geriatric card. But it tells you one thing: we all need to get paid. And even old guys, they need money too. They want to go out with a little bit of cash in their pockets.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't even know if it's about money for these guys, Because Yeah, Nugera's made money. He doesn't live an yep. extravagant lifestyle. I just think they're crazy dudes that like to fight. Yep. Maybe, yeah, know, but like, just because they want to do it doesn't mean Dana has to book it. <laughs> it's a good, <laughs> but, excellent point. Uh, I guess it means we don't have to bet it, but we still will. We will. Let's bring in yes. uh, Lou right now, Gamblu.com. Uh, How you doing, Lou?
3: Doing great, guys. Uh, happy uh, Wednesday
2: afternoon. It's not often we'll talk about fighters that are as old as you are, Lou. But uh, this is the instance uh, here on this card.
3: <laughs> We're almost getting to that level, aren't we, fellas? <laughs> yes. You know what, though? It always,
2: it always gets me whenever I call any of these fighters old and stuff. I'm like, damn, man, I'm, I'm five years older than this guy, and I'm calling him old and washed up. But I'm not in the octagon. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the octagon. But nevertheless, it's a fun card. It's a fun card. It's an old school uh, card. But let's start off with the main event uh, here, Luke, with uh, Robert Whitaker and Darren Till. Yeah, this fight, uh, this fight's not for the faint of heart. I wouldn't want to get punched in the face by either one of these uh, two dudes. Not that I want to get punched in the face by any UFC fighter, but both these guys have very heavy hands. Um, Whitaker was just like killing people on 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 a roll, and then he ran into Israel Adesanya. So there's no shame. Uh, in that uh, loss, and then he said, "I need some time off." Uh, after that, he was a little burnt out. Uh, meanwhile, Darren Till, the gorilla, you know, this guy's going to come to fight. But I've always thought Till was a little bit overrated. I like Whitaker. I'm just going to cut to the chase. I like Whitaker in this fight, uh, Lou. What's your take on this one? I look forward to this. Like this is a good fight. This is a fight that I'm like, wow, uh, these guys too tough ass. This reminds me of just sort of Poirier and Hooker in the sense that you got two dudes going to come and bang and fight. Uh, I've always been a big Whitaker fan, so I'm going to roll the dice on Whitaker. I think he's a better fighter. I've got more confidence in Whitaker. What's your take, Lou?
3: When I, when I assess this fight, uh, Cam and Gabriel, I, I got to look at what each unknown is with each fighter. Uh, with, with Whitaker, it's Uh, what you had brought up, that he looked a little sluggish against Adesanya. Actually, I think he looked bad in that his game plan was uh, poorly executed. And I think that's a reflection of the attrition that the two Yoel Romero fights took out of him, and I think emotionally he was down and weak. I expect all of that to be a non-factor in this fight this week. I I look at his body of work and, and the murderer's row of middleweights that he's dealt with, eight fights at middleweight. And I see a guy that is really ready for a bounce. He, look, he looks and acts and speaks very rejuvenated. On the other side of the uh, octagon is Darren Till, big, tall Englishman, who I think kind of explained to us his mentality in early in his career uh, when he insisted on fighting at welterweight when he couldn't make the weight. He's a bully. He wants to be the bigger guy, and he doesn't want a fair fight. After the Gestellum fight, he had and and referred to the amount of anxiety, the anxiety that he experienced going into that fight. Part of it left from a lack of confidence after being having a couple of uh, losses, and part of it the new weight division. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Till's a bully. And I think Whitaker has what it takes to bully the bully. Uh, Whitaker needs to be aware of the one shot, the one hand that Darren uh, uh, Till possesses, a left hand. And that's it. Uh, I think Whitaker is the more diverse striker. He uses his legs better as well. He's got a more uh, uh, capable ground game. I'm a little confused that the line is where it is, but I'm happy to take Whitaker close to pick him.
2: Well, I, I agree with everything, uh, everything you've stated there. I was, I'm a, I, I'm a little surprised. I don't know if I'm surprised, Lou. I should say I'm pleased. I'm glad because in my mind, I, you know, I think Whitaker's just on a higher level, and not. not I you don't. Know, no disrespect against Darren Till, but I think Whitaker, like you said, he's been through a murderer's row. He's proven his mettle before. You know, I always talk about if you put every fighter camp in the parking lot, like throw weight classes yeah. and stuff, like you just took every dude in the UFC and you said, all right, guys, million dollars to the winner of a battle royal here, like all whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. I've always said, like, Masvidal would be one of the last guys standing. it. So would Whitaker. <laughs> like, Whitaker, like, he's just a tough Kiwi cam. Like, yeah, he's just one of these dudes. Um, you know, mentally tough. I think people are too hard on him, Lou. I'm seeing a lot of breakdowns of this fight, and people talk, oh, he was listless, he was this, he was that. This guy's been fighting with broken hands and ribs. Like, you know, the guy's been beat up, bro. And he took, like, oh, yeah, and hello, by the way, people, Israel Adesanya. (laughs) He doesn't lose. You know what I mean? That's what happens. He makes you look listless. That's what he does. That's why he's Israel Adesanya. Right, like a guy wins nine fights in a row, murdering people, he loses one fight to one of the top fighters in the world. Oh, he's done. He was tired, he was mentally spent, he was through wars. The guy used to break his hand, his nose, like everything was broken all the time. He just you don't care a good comparison. He's like a hockey player. He's like yep. an honorary Canadian or something, this guy. He's just tough as hell. Um he just plays I'm not earth. betting against this guy at minus one twenty either. Great price. I, I I just think he's a better fighter than uh than uh, Till is. All right, so let us get into the um the um the coal main event and you know what is technically Guffs is <laughs> in the <Verdun. laughs> Burgooie Sorry, is it Nugera? Yeah, you knew where I was going with this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. hey, Mister Johnny, I love all the fights.
3: Hey, Mister. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mister. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah George, hey, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Lou, last week, every fight's beautiful, Gabriel. Oh, yeah. All I all I said is one that card sucked.
2: Lou attacks me. For being a poser. Well, some of us are real fans, Gabriel. And then uh, every second fight I bring up, oh, this fight sucks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What a difference a week makes.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Uh,
3: I know, when
2: I saw this, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, was anyone like, is this a score like we need to settle? Is it bothering Nugera that much that he's already lost to him twice, Lou? Why are we doing this? Well, anyways, who do you like? Forget about why. Who do we like?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Noguera has asked for the fight. He's already announced for his retirement. If The the guy, we know he's a competitor. It obviously doesn't sit well that he's lost two decisions to this guy. He wants to try it again. Uh, to me, the body of work is is already explained in their two previous fights. And, and here you got Hua, who's six years the younger man. So... Uh, no interest in this fight for me in, in any capacity, uh, but I'd love to see the old man win the fight. I just don't see how he can.
2: Yeah. You know what? I gotta take the 38-year-old here against the 44-year-old Cab and Shogun. Nug- yeah. and Shogun's been beat up, but he can still punch you. Like, you know, he can still... He can still, like, Nugera's slow. Like, Nugera's yeah. 44, Lou. He looks 64. Like, in real life, it's like under how two bucks, right?
0: You know, like you think yeah, the minus juice one ninety, you know, yeah, one ninety could be like two thirty, two forty. So yeah, one ninety's.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, yeah, but cap, cap, Yeah, but Shogun's done too, bro. Like, it's... oh
3: yeah, but he's better. He's. Less done, so, right? And he's also like four and two in his last six fights, even though he only fights sure. once a year. And so, he, arguably, he's fresher at this thirty-eight than a forty-four-year-old guy is under any condition. I, I mean, uh, Hua has to be regarded as the favorite, but I, I don't want any part of it. I don't know if you guys
2: remember when uh, when uh, our buddy Heath Herring briefly nearly became the UFC champion. He had Nugera, the other Nugera down. He knocked him down. And um people were like, everyone, you know, it was like, oh, you gotta you know, ground and pound him, ground and pound him right now. And I I was good friends with Keith um uh, And people like always ask him and he told me, he goes, you know, people always ask me, oh, ground and pound him. He goes, you know, I fought him in pride. I was on top of him, and he goes, Son of a bitch broke my arm. He goes, I wasn't letting that happen again. Mm. <laughs> and like the Nugueras just are so respected uh from from um from other fighters, just you know, sheer legends, legends of the game. And yeah, it must just bother him that he's lost twice to to Shogun, but he's gonna be 0-3. I don't like laying minus 190, but I do think that uh Shogun's gonna win the fight. All right, I look forward to lose take on uh Guff-Susim and Verdum. And this line actually surprises me a little bit uh, as well. Game time decision continues. Game time decisions continues. Hopefully uh, people can hear me uh, speak uh, right now as we're kicking it uh, with the Raging Redhead uh, and Lou uh, com. So, uh, Lou, let's keep uh, rolling through uh, this card uh, right now. Uh, We've got uh, Fabricio Verdum, who looked, um, yeah, you want to talk about looking listless. He looked uh, bad and out of shape In his return uh, about a month ago, whenever I think he might have been on that first card, Lou, whatever. But but, so now Guffson, who supposedly retired, now he's back as a heavyweight. Um, What do you make of this fight, Lou? And I'm, you know, somewhat surprised to see uh, Guffson as such a big favorite in the minus 335 range.
3: Yeah, and we've seen uh, light heavyweights really kind of struggle to uh, compete into the heavyweight division. Most recently, just a fight card or so ago, uh, Ty Burra faced a young man. I don't know if it was Prochaska. I don't remember the name, but uh, they have a hard time navigating uh, stepping up. Uh, I think this OSP price has a lot. Remember, sorry to, sorry to jump in there, Lou.
2: Sorry to jump OSP in, but was you say Ole say, St. went up. He didn't look good. Joe right. Volante. Well, Volante was just a fat ass. That was different. But you're right; they just don't have that same movement. And you know, one thing with Verdoom, Lou, he's got pride. You know what I mean? Verdoom's a fighter. He's got pride. He's not just fighting for money. Like he fight like Verdoom likes like punching people in the face. He likes submitting people. And you know that he was embarrassed after his performance. And I'm not making any excuses for him, uh, but he did. He he got dominated in the first round. He was much better as the fight went on, Lou. If that fight was a couple more rounds, for Doom would have won that fight. Here I am bigging up for Doom here right now. So uh, continue, Lou. I just wanted to throw that in uh, about it.
3: No, that helped. That helped make my point. I appreciate it, and and I like where you're going with it, and the and where we're going, and where I'm going is. I think Verdum is a competitor as well, and he's ready for a bounce. He's coming off arguably his worst performance in his whole career, and he still got beaten a split decision. So, uh, I, I, these guys have trained before; they got a little talk going between them. Uh, Gustafson has unknowns on his side. Hey, he he's retired. He's lost four of his last six and been finished in, and I think four of his last four of his last five. Uh, losses he's he's been finished so uh, Gustafson's got a lot of soul searching to do he's moving up and weighed against a guy that should bounce only way I would bet this is Verdum and uh, it would be a small little wager but it's that's not a fight I'm really looking to invest in but I'm intrigued with Verdum and I'm not sold on Gustafson being uh, you know all there no, you know, and I have a lot of respect for Gustafson. I mean, people, and you remember,
2: Cam, um, in the home of the Toronto Raptors at Maple Leafs, one of the greatest fights in UFC history Yeah, was with, there. Uh, with Jones and Gustafson? It was a real, real... Uh, yeah, I was quite... quite. You know, people thought Gustafson might have won that uh, fight, but he, I think he, he might have peaked. Yeah, I think yeah. he might have peaked in, the, in those days. And you look at since then, you wonder where he's at mentally, and now, I don't know, like him coming back at heavyweight doesn't tell me that he's hungry. It's almost like, well... I can't train anymore. I can't put the work in to actually try to come back in the weight class I actually should be fighting in. So I'm just going to go and fight. Verdum's a big dude, Lou. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, too. Verdum catches Guffson. He could be in trouble.
3: Yeah, and I look at it more like uh, Verdum's going to weigh 242, Gustafson, I'm not sure, 235, 240. But what I look for here is I look for Verdum to survive till the third round, and then I look for submission. I I, I think if you want to try and make a flyer, Verdum's submission might be an interesting way to go here uh, because I think you said it right. I think Gustafson coming in at heavier weight doesn't mean he's doing more road work. He's doing less. And so Verdum, again, on the bounce, survives, takes this thing late. And uh, listen, Gustafson has to have it standing. Verdum has to have it on the floor. Should be a fascinating fight. Cam, if you notice, so far this card, it's sort of like um, it's like
2: the state fair with all the uh, old school bands. Come check out Sticks. <laughs>
3: Journey, <laughs> Speedwagon, Speed like, yeah, yeah a right. Godfather, let's, James let's Brown. Run. That's how bad they're going. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like, I don't so think like anyone.
1: Yeah,
2: 30, this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is like a crowd in a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> thirty five and over. Like you got to be thirty five and over <laughs> to be on this card. I think.
3: Oh, uh, I love
2: it. So, who do you like, Lou? Because yeah you know, we're sort of kicking yeah. around the senior division here. What other? What are you looking at on the prelims here?
3: Yeah, uh, on on all the fights, I I think there's a couple. First of all, Whitaker's a play for me. I I like Robert Whitaker in this spot. And we go down uh, the ways main card. I, I I don't like to tout favorites, guys, but I think Marina Rodriguez is in a really good spot here. Uh, I worry that she's ill-equipped to handle the ground game because Aspar is as a wrestler, but she's a one-trick pony wrestler. But Esparza is also 5-1 against Marina Rodriguez, 5-7. Rodriguez has a couple of draws in her career, 1-2 Calvillo. Uh, enough said right there. Carla Esparza is a gamer. She's looked good in her last few fights, but she's totally uh, jumping over her skis in this one. And I see a very one-sided fight here with Marina Rodriguez. Uh, Let's find a dog or two. Let's go down. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo, if 2020 has taught us anything, guys, it's that these older fighters are kind of not only being put out to pasture, but the matchmakers are forcing them to compete with younger people or be put out to pasture. This could be a put out to pasture kind of a fight. Trinaldo's great. He's a warrior. But he's 10 years older. He's three years shorter than this uh, Jai Hebert, an Englishman he's fighting. And it's a three-round fight. I'm going to take the young, vibrant, debuting fighter against a, a, a cagey, experienced Brazilian here, and I'm going to take that plus 150, 155, depending where you're shopping. Uh, anywhere you go, though, uh, Her- Herbert or Ebert is a uh, is an underdog, and and I really like him in the fight. Uh, we go down a, a little further, uh, and we and we're looking at. A fight called Ivolev, Ivolov, a Russian, yes, against yes. this I like against this uh, Englishman Mike Grundy. It's a really interesting fight here. Two guys, and and part of the fun of these cards is you get fifteen fights from. Fighters from fifteen different countries with all kinds of different expertise. In this one, you got a wrestler in Grundy who's pretty good on his feet against, uh, and he's thirty-three against a twenty-six-year-old uh, Russian in Ev- Evloev who has got all the future and all the potential ahead of him. Uh, but he's imbalanced. He's a he's a wrestling dynamo, but but he's not very good on his feet. If Grundy can can manage to keep this thing on the feet and use his wrestling against this kid. This could be one of the PhD and MMA fights that I so like to give when I can find one. And I think Grundy is an underdog uh, might be a, a particularly live underdog in this spot against a Russian that's kind of still learning the ropes and learning how to strike. Uh, Grundy and Herbert will be uh, two underdogs that I'd like to uh, talk about it, uh, today. You know, I like I like where you're going uh, with one of them, um, but I don't want well, to actually. Run. Excuse me, because uh, yeah, Ivolov. I want to say he opened 245, so there has been some Grundy love. Yeah, it's down to 210 right now. Former M1 champion, and one thing, Lou, you talk
2: about like so certain trends as of late, and you know MMA trends. What what is you know? Oh, the the main event been an underdog four weeks in a row. What does that mean going yeah. in another fight? No. What, you know, what real trends are Are whether gyms are hot or not Whether, you know mm. what I mean, trainers are hot or not There are real trends And a trend that I see, Lou I don't like betting against these Russian dudes, bro Like, Eastern, there's an Eastern European invasion going on Right now in mixed martial arts And I'm not getting In front of an M1 champ And, you know, the Herbert guy you were talking about Cage warrior champ, I know, and they think very highly Of him, actually, I agree with you on that one As far as Trinaldo I think Ternaldo, 40 years old, you know, he was kind of late to the party to begin with. He's, he wasn't really top tier. He's just sort of a tough, tough dude. So I like where you're going at, but I respectfully disagree. I, I'm going to go with the M1 champ on this one uh, with the Russian. What what about um, everyone's Dalby right in this game. fight? Yeah, I Bowser's was going to get back, the Bozzer not... as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a favorite this time, but what about Dolby and Ronson? Dolby's a big trendy pick, uh, Lou. And it's too bad now Tanner is back, but suddenly everyone's on the post and train because he gets good interviews and he's a big favorite now.
3: First of all, excuse me for coughing in, into the microphone. No problem. Uh, Ronson Dolby. Boy, Ronson's up at 170 in this fight. I'm really intrigued by him. Canadian kid, so you guys know a little bit about him. His last win was at 155. The only trepidation I have looking at him as a dog is the fact that he's fighting this fight at 170. Dolby's got some sizzle behind him, but I don't buy it. He shouldn't be two something over anybody. He he don't he doesn't have that kind of uh, of skill, in my opinion. Uh, and I think Ronson. Listen, lost to Lee, lost to Trinaldo, lost to Prezeris. There's not there's no shame in fighting that murderer's row of lightweights. No, it with, with history, when you look back exactly, when he looks
2: back at his career, Rod, so you can see, you know what, I lost to some pretty freaking tough dudes, uh in the, you know, some top guys uh in the UFC. Uh so, yeah, what about that Bowser uh fight uh here? You know, Bo, I don't think it affects Bozer being a favorite. This guy, you know, no. I, yeah, he's hard him. not to like. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a story. It was great. He was on Twitter last week, guys, and there was a story in a local newspaper about him in his area, and it said Tanner Boser had to overcome various, many obstacles, the tough road that Tanner took to get to the UFC in life. And he retweeted the story, and he goes, he goes this is why people don't like the media. He goes, I've <laughs> had a great life. He goes, I've never faced one obstacle. He goes, I'm as a happy guys can be. And he goes in fact he goes I've never had one bad thing happen to me. <laughs> like, he doesn't like and he goes he goes I know the narrative is he goes I'm a big UFC guy and you know, old big tough guy but he goes I've had a great life and he goes quite frankly I don't have any ops ob- I've never had any obstacles. <laughs> it was just funny loom. Most fighters I'm from the streets yeah. I've gone yeah. through this. He's like no I've had a great <laughs> life and I've never had one problem. He goes in fact I've never had, had one life. obstacle ever. <laughs> He's got heavy hands.
3: What do you think, though, Luke? You want to lay 250 with him. That's another story. Uh, You know, and you said it earlier, Gabriel. He's a favorite, this fight. So everything's changed. What hasn't changed is that his opponent and he both lost to the same uh, rising... Superstar in the heavyweight division, this Cyril Gagne. Uh, the the difference was is that Pessoa looked lackluster against Gagne in a domination, and Bozer was competitive and 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 was there th- winging until the end. Uh, I I like Bozer a lot in this fight. However, I'm not going to lay that kind of juice with him. But I think Pessoa is big and strong and slow enough to endure three rounds from Bozer, and so I do like the over in the fight a little bit. It opened two and a half minus one, uh, 40. It's up to minus minus one seventy, And I got to be honest with you. I agree with the price and, and where the people are betting it. I think this is a bozer one-sided decision. Lou
2: gamblu.com uh, with uh send uh, before we get you out of here. I look forward to starting to talk some pucks uh, with you, but you're getting some yeah. love in our chat right now from uh metal lands. Lindsay shout out to uh, metal lands. Lindsay, who is a uh, horse capper, hangs out at the track, says he likes your style. Uh, Lou, you're resonating with the horse crew uh, here on Game Time uh, Decisions.
3: (laughs) Listen, uh, Gabriel, you've been one of my best supporters for years, and I love your people and any of your fans that uh, appreciate my style. I'm flattered by, and thank you so much by that.
2: Thank you very much for your time, sir. Always a pleasure. Game Time Decisions continues. Game time decision continues. We're into the two-minute warning uh, here, and then we transition into in-game live. Carmine Bianco is going to step up and in and join us. We're going to talk about uh, the MLS uh, card this evening, and it's Cam's picks. Cam's 3M open. The 3M (laughs) open uh, is rapidly approaching, and Cam's been uh, on fire, on fuego, lighting it up, man. Um, you know, if, if Cam was a golfer, he's driving at 400 yards. We look forward to uh, another, uh, another pack of winners, Cam, this week. No pressure.
0: Yeah, we forwarded the last five weeks, Gabe. I don't know. It's, let's keep the train rolling. You'll appreciate it, and Joe Ranieri will appreciate it too. Just a little bit of tease. Another Oklahoma State Cowboy, Gabe, that you talked about that's uh, actually kind of flying under the radar. Let's remember, Matt Wolf won this tournament. Oh, as an Oklahoma State Cowboy at 120-1 to when he beat out Colin Morikawa for his first win. Watch out for Jesse the Body Ventura this week. I'll also be on your late-night show at midnight. i got to go do some in-game live with Walsh, 8-10. to I'm from eight. 8 o'clock, and I'm pulling a Morenzi tonight. 8 in the morning till 1 o'clock in the morning, baby. And I got golf picks galore coming out with my yin-yang. Let's hit another winner.
2: Dustin Johnson is favored, 11 to yeah. 1. Brooks Kepka now 14 uh, to mm. 1. The second choice on the board. Tony Finau, also 14. Fleetwood Mac. Um, you know, I saw J.J. Reddick. J.J. Redick yeah. had a Twitter poll question the other day. Who's better? Fleetwood Mac or the Rolling Stones? And like I, I like, wow. It should be
0: Beatles or like, the Rolling Stones or like, like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac's a great Mac band. No, are not, not the Rolling Stones. Sorry, JJ Reddick. Like, come. That's so like asking
2: who's better? Justin Bieber or Jay-Z? <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
0: Fleetwood Mac's a great band, but the Rolling Fleetwood Stones Mac. are epic level. Yeah. yeah. Like, come Stones, like come on. Rolling Stones. Come
2: on, JJ. <laughs> hey. JJ Live. He, he went to Duke. Hey, JJ, I guess they Not listen to Fleetwood Mac on a campus. Yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> They listen to Fleetwood Mac on campus over at Duke. All right. Yeah. In Game Live coming up next.